0: Trinity School, we have a responsibility to honor and respectfully acknowledge that we are gathered on the ancestral lands and waters of all Indigenous peoples who have left their footprints here before us. Holy Trinity School is located on the traditional lands and territories of Williams Treaty First Nations, including the Chippewas of Beausoleil, Georgina Island, and Marama, as well as the Mississaugas of Alderville, Curve Lake, Hiawatha and Skubog Island. We recognize the Chippewas of Georgina Island as our closest neighboring First Nation. We will be responsible stewards in protecting these lands today and for future generations who have yet to walk upon it.
1: We are Mr. Casinas
2: and Mr. Darling, and you're listening to A Day in the Life. Welcome back, HGS, to Season 3 of our A Day in the Life podcast. It's so good to be back in the building with everyone. And it's so good to be hanging out with you again, Mr. Casinas.
1: Mr. Darling, I'd like to start by saying "Anine," which is a common use for hello or welcome in Ojibwe. And Mr. Darling, did you know that "Anine," loosely translated, means I
2: see your light? I love that. I see your light. It's, it's a beautiful way to show respect, to acknowledge the individual and to see their potential. In fact, the focus or approach of our Student Life podcast this year is to see the light of our Connections partners, where students and staff learn, share, and serve with our community partners.
1: We are thrilled that we've expanded our Connections partners from 8 to 22 at the local and national level. All of these charities have been intentionally placed in one of our 10 themed months, and we be part of one of our sharing days. September's theme is Truth and Reconciliation, and our Connections partner is the Chippewas of Georgina Island. The Truth and Reconciliation Sharing Day money will be donated to our closest First Nation, the Chippewas of Georgina Island, to help repair the roof on their community outdoor rink that was destroyed by a really bad windstorm last summer. This donation supports number 88 of the Truth and Reconciliation 94 Calls of Action, quote to take action to ensure long-term Aboriginal athlete development and growth. That's fabulous.
2: I hope everyone has had a chance to donate the $35 to this year's 10 sharing days. It's never too late to donate. Mr. Casitas. So why don't we listen to part of Ms. Rasso's recent message in chapel about last week's actions and activities surrounding truth and reconciliation.
0: Today marks the first day of a special week for us. A week where we are going to learn more about our relationship with Canada's First Peoples. A week where we are going to think about what each of us, individually, and collectively can do to live with intention and learning to restore our relationship with our Indigenous communities.
1: Mr. Darling, when I reflect on the truth of residential schools, I'm reminded of a summer day in 2008 when I operated a student experiential learning company called Trek Ed. I was sitting a circle in a teepee on a First Nations reserve in southern Alberta with some HDS students. We were listening and learning from an elder who shared his painful stories of his experiences in the residential school system, and his reaction to Prime Minister, Prime Minister Stephen Harper days after Prime Minister Harper, on behalf of the Canadian federal government, apologized to the survivors of the Indian residential school system.
3: Mr. Speaker, I stand before you today to offer an apology to former students of Indian residential schools. The treatment of children in Indian residential schools is a sad chapter in our history.
1: That was in 2008. Since then there's been a lot of talk and not enough action. Since that summer day, I am more committed as an educator to teach the truth. Mr. Darling,
2: what comes to mind when you reflect on truth and reconciliation? I think for me, like you in many ways, it involves the idea of listening and learning in particular, listening to fully understand. This past August, my family and I visited several different places and spaces important to our, di- our Indigenous peoples. Uh, Head-smashed in Buffalo Jump in Alberta and the Asoyos First Nation in B.C. And when I was there, both places inspired in me a different kind of commitment to truly working to understand and appreciate the different cultures and values of the many people who walk and have walked our land. I truly believe the, the experience I had at both places has awakened in me a, a new and more active uh, approach to truth and reconciliation. Let's return to Chapel
1: at the start of Truth and Reconciliation Week when Miss Rosso spoke about the importance of love after she shared Richard Wagamese's poem Embers.
0: It is love itself that brings us all together, the human family we are part of, this singular voice that is the accumulation of all voices, raised together in praise for all creation. This one heartbeat, this one drum, this one immaculate love that puts us here together so that we could learn its primary teaching. That love is the energy of creation that takes love to create love. I opened the school year reading a book called What the Road Said. And in there, there's a page that reads, what if the world around us is filled with hate? The response is to lead it to love. How? By sharing your power of love with it. Love is the greatest action you can take in any situation. And in fact, it is the greatest act of reconciliation.
2: In the same chapel, Ms. Sandra Herbst also shared her ideas about the 94 Calls to Action. She asked us all to think about what we could personally do. Let's listen in our message.
0: I have to think. I have to think about what I can do. What can I personally do? What is my personal act of reconciliation? How can I learn? How can I see things differently than I saw before? And how can I talk about what I know better? because that's what I have control of. I have control over me in relationship. I have control to reconnect and reestablish.
1: In grade three, the students in Miss Barrett's French class were asked to choose two promises and ideas for a better tomorrow and write them in French on a paper orange shirt. Here are three grade threes who were eager to share. I will let them introduce themselves.
3: Je m'appelle Viveka. Je promise d'être gentil avec
0: les autres. I promise to be kind to others. Je m'appelle Marco. Je promise d'être les amis. I promise to help friends.
3: Je m'appelle Lorena. Je promets de comprendre que le monde est Je pr- I promise to understand that everyone is unique.
1: During our breakaway week earlier in the year, Elders Shelley from the Chippewas of Georgian Island virtually visited Mr. Moore's grade 6 social studies classes. To teach them about the Seven Grandfather Teachings, which is also known as the Seven Grandfather Gifts, or Spirits. To provide a background for our listeners, the story behind the Seven Grandfather Teachings goes as follows. The Creator gave spirits, known as the Seven Grandfathers, responsibility to watch over the Anishinaabe people. The Grandfathers sent a messenger down to earth to find someone to communicate Anishinaabe values. After searching in all directions... The messenger found a baby. The seven grandfathers instructed the messenger to take the baby around the earth for seven years to learn the Anishinaabe way of life. After their return, the grandfathers gave the baby, now a young boy, seven teachings to share with the Anishinaabe people. Love, Respect, Bravery, Truth, Honesty, Humility, and Wisdom. I had the privilege to sit down with middle school social studies teacher Mr. Moore to share his experiences with his visit with Elder Shelley. Mr. Moore, thank you for joining our podcast today. As you know, the seven grandfather teachings are among the most widely shared Anishinaabe principles because they are so so relatable and encompass morals that we all can aspire to live by. What connection do you see between the Grandfather Teachings and our HTS character creed? Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for talking to me today, Mr. Cassinis. I'm
3: thrilled to be here. And the connection I see with the Grandfather Teachings, what we're doing with our grade sixes right now, um, specifically I would say I lean more towards respect and the piece on empathy. We're doing a lot of work with the grade sixes on those seven grandfather teachings, and I see uh, a nice alignment between those two
1: with our character creed, Mister Moore. In terms of these seven grandfather teachings, which one do you think is the most important in terms of our teaching our grade sixes today? Well, what I to answer that, I go back to what
3: Elder Shelley presented to us, and um, I, what I keep going back to with my grade sixes right now, which is that overarching umbrella theme of kindness which seems to um, permeate all of the other grandfather teachings and the virtues Um, and the kids are really um, connecting with that because they know what it means to be kind and what it means to not be kind so we keep going back to that in relation to the specifics of each of those seven um, under the guise that kindness oversees all of those teachings
1: yeah, that was very uh, fitting too. I heard Elder Shelley speak about that, and that's something I think, like you mentioned, that kindness is we all can do on a daily basis. And, and that if that can filter through those other teachings, and I, I think we have a promising future. Um, my last question, Mr. Moore, is what is your takeaway um, from our virtual visit from with Elder Shelley, or what is your hope for the grade sixes as they continue to learn about Indigenous culture in your social studies class this year? so my goal or my hope for the for the class
3: this year uh for this group we've already started it with building our classroom culture um in each of the home each of the class grade six classes is relating to the grandfather teachings is for the kids to come back to those teachings on a daily or at least when i when i see them for social studies on that basis Um, The kids have already built their kind of poster wall in the back of the room relating to the seven teachings and the unity circle. And our goal is for the kids to be able to recognize and appreciate and honor all of the ways in which they are demonstrating those acts of kindness and respect and humility and wisdom, all of the teachings on a daily basis, both with their peers, their teachers and their parents at home. So my goal will be for for the grade sixes to continue that great work for the for the remainder of the school year, and to be able to reflect on that at the end of the year and be proud of of that work.
1: That's amazing, and Mr. Moore, I'm just wondering, you, is that a difficult task for the sixes to reflect on that in terms in terms of the teachings?
3: It's interesting because so it, it's it's in the early stages, and for some of the kids, it's it comes really naturally, and it's uh, it's pretty easy for them to to recognize those things and to participate and to be able to be willing to share um, those experiences. And for some of the kids it's a little bit more challenging, but my goal is by the end of the year that each of the kids will, will have seen some progression in, in their willingness to to participate and to offer those those experiences up.
1: And that's great. I think it nicely ties back to a character career where they can have some courage, and have some empathy listening to others and, and Learning to have that self awareness of what those teachings mean to them on a regular basis. Absolutely, absolutely agree. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank you so much for coming in today and appreciate your time. Thank you, Mr. Casinas. I want to thank Mr. Moore again for joining the podcast. Truth is also one of these seven grandfather teachings, and I hope we all continue to live and speak with the truth in kindness. During Breakaway Week, all of our grade 10s participated in the Kairos Blanket Exercise. Here is a grade 10 student, James, reflecting on that powerful experience.
3: The Blanket Exercise is where you all start off standing on a big blanket, which represents Canada and people will walk around and who represent settlers and slowly but surely take away that land and spread diseases. until there are only a few people left alive. And the people left alive are struggling because they don't have much blanket to stand on and some of them still have illnesses. The blanket ceremony was eye opening. It reminded us all of our dark history and how hard it was to live as an indigenous person and how so many of the struggles they faced are still present to this day. It was almost like a wake up call and we know that we must change our ways.
1: Following the blanket exercise, we had a group of passionate Great Tens who wanted to lead our chapel on the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Let's have a listen to Eric and Chloe's message, two of the Great Tens who led the chapel on September 30th.
0: This year for grade 10, our guiding question is, where do I belong? Personally, I feel as though I belong in the HTS community because everybody is very welcoming and I've learned to become an engaged citizen on the path of reconciliation. Throughout your day at HTS, we encourage you to ask yourself, where do you belong on the topic of reconciliation?
3: Our character creed. One important thing at HTS is our values. Today, reflect on if you are true to the character creed. Are you empathetic? Do you have integrity and respect towards Indigenous people? And think about what you can do to step that up even further.
2: Throughout our TAG sessions, all students were challenged to think about how they might move beyond thinking and into action with respect to their relationship with reconciliation. The grade nines wrote about their aspirations for how they'd like to change their connection with reconciliation in the future, placing these promises on cutouts of orange shirts. The Elevens were challenged by the words of Murray Sinclair, again asking the students to think about participating in actions that will affect positive change. Much of these conversations was also filtered through our character creed. The value of empathy was front and centre, and the grade guiding questions such as who am I and how do I lead also played an integral role.
1: One of the ways to show action for reconciliation is to learn about whose land you live on and to honour the land acknowledgement. We started this podcast episode with Miss West's drama class reading our HTS land acknowledgement. Let's revisit that class as they explore the land beneath their feet.
0: Either how has your perspective of, a perspective of what a land acknowledgement is, how has that changed from the beginning of class, or what have you learned about land acknowledgments and our land acknowledgement? everybody's points. I think that while we're inside, it was more so, um, about educating ourselves, and then now that we're outside reading the land acknowledgement, it's about connecting to the, to the land acknowledgement and the land, oh god, I can't speak, and the land around us, and I think that doing both has allowed me to contextualize the importance of the land acknowledgement, and why, while I haven't been able to do that before, because I wasn't as educated about the topic, I'm sort of, now able to form a connection to it. Excellent. Thank you.
2: Thank you. A new tradition in the English department has been to hold division-wide read-ins on certain days or months in order to collectively honour or celebrate important cultural dates or moments. This year's first read-in saw all high school English students read and discuss issues related to Rebecca Roanhorse's short story Welcome to Your Authentic Indian Experience. Here's an excerpt. What Teresa doesn't understand is that tourists don't want a real Indian experience. They want what they see in the movies, and who can blame them? Movie Indians are terrific. So you watch the same movies the tourists do, until John Dunbar becomes your spirit animal and stands with fists your best girl. You memorize Johnny Depp's lines from The Lone Ranger and hang a picture of Iron Eyes Cody in your work locker. For a while, you are really into Dustin Hoffman's Little Big Man. It's Little Big Man that does you in. For a week in June, you convince your boss to offer a Custer's Last Stand special, thinking there might be a tourist or two who want to live out a crazy horse experience. You even memorize some quotes attributed to the venerable Sioux Chief that you find on the internet. You plan to make it real authentic. The story, and some excellent supporting materials curated by Dr. A, asked our students to work at understanding the experience of indigenous peoples In terms of having their culture and identity appropriated, it also challenged everyone to consider how we know when and if something is truly authentic. It was a great day of learning and discussion in all of our English classes and wholly complemented the other actions and activities occurring during the week. Well, Mr. Cassinus, what an incredible week we had, listening and learning with the stories and truths around reconciliation. The idea of seeing each other's light was clear in every activity and interaction throughout the school.
1: It was a powerful way to launch our connections programming and podcast for this year. And we look forward to the next episode when we celebrate our LGBTQ2SIA plus community. Bye for now. Are the, are
3: the, are the, that's all,
0: folks.